Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. I'm Samantha DeGrandi, Assistant Editor for the American Journal of Managed Care. Today, we're speaking with Dr. Elizabeth Minot, the Executive Director of the Institute for People and Technology and a professor in the College of Computing at Georgia Institute of Technology. Dr. Minot and her team developed an app called MyPath that uses artificial intelligence to help guide a patient's cancer journey. Welcome to Managed Carecast, Dr. Minot. To begin, how about you tell our listeners how you came up with the idea for MyPath and who are the app's target users? Right. So I'll do those a little bit in reverse. So our targeted users are individuals who have been newly diagnosed with cancer. And in particular, we've been working in the area of breast cancer. And we came at it by um, a number of ways. We were first looking at, and our initial funding was to look at how people use personal health records, uh, which, as you know, is an area that has not been tremendously successful. And when we started the process, we were really intrigued in, to look at uh, cancer navigation. And in particular, up in Rome, Georgia, where our field work is, is, they have a really robust cancer navigator practice that supports patients throughout their cancer journey. So if our question was, well, how can an app support people throughout their cancer journey? Um, we focused first on interviewing and understanding the practice of cancer navigation. That's so interesting. So how does the app actually work to help patients? What kind of services does it offer? So the first most important thing that we learned from cancer navigation is that navigating the cancer journey isn't just about treatments and side effects. So we knew that patients had questions about, you know, what's going to happen during a mastectomy or what's going to happen during a radiation treatment or what are normal side effects during chemotherapy. But then they also had questions about how do I talk to coworkers or how do I talk to family and friends about cancer? How do I uh, manage you know, the logistics of whether it's caring for an ailing parent or caring for children while also going through cancer treatment? And then patients also had questions about they needed access to certain services. Um, if it was things such as uh, funding for gas money to get to treatment um, might also be a question that they would come to the navigators with. So we took that holistic framework of a cancer journey and then went to design an app to help people with that, those variety of questions. But we also know that patients can easily be overwhelmed with there's just too much information out there. Um, and, you know, a patient may get their diagnosis and then just go to the internet and start searching for things. And that's overwhelming and it's not very productive and you can, you can find the wrong information. So the way the app works is we have information about a patient's diagnosis and treatment path. And then, uh, so we pre-configure the tablet computer with tagged resources that would be relevant and helpful for them. And then as their journey progresses, and as they uh, tell the app about issues that they are grappling with, whether it be from sleeping or, uh, again, talking to family and friends or anxiety, or even sometimes it's you know, ideas for you know, different kinds of meals, wanting to improve my nutrition. As the patients request those things, we update our recommendations to provide targeted resources that are 
personalized to that patient, um, and then they're timely in terms of where they are in their in their treatment path. Are the patients able to input their symptoms and experiences on a day-to-day basis? Yes. So we have a survey that's available at all times. We remind patients to fill it out once a week if we haven't heard from them, but they some some may fill it out daily. Uh, it kind of depends on where they are in their cancer journey. And every time they do that, then we pop up new recommendations for you. So what do you do with the data that patients are inputting? Do you actually see that on the back end, or is that just for patients? We're indexing everything that's in the American Cancer Society, cancer.net, local information that would be provided by Harbin, their healthcare provider. One of our goals in the long term is to understand kind of different shapes or different types of patient journey. So um, as we collect information about each individual journey, we're working on algorithms to cluster them. And so there's a lot of things that we want to do with those clusters. So one example is, can we detect when a patient journey is kind of going off the tracks, right? And um, we're really worried about this patient and we want to make sure a navigator or a healthcare provider reaches out to them. And so, you know, 10% of patients approximately may drop out of treatment for a variety of reasons. We want to be able to get to those people and intervene, or we want to be able to get to those people and keep them from missing an appointment. So, you know, can we do that? And then the other thing we'd like to do is if we, if we get a sense of, you know, there's, you know, these kinds of journeys versus other kinds of journeys, could we use that to match patients uh, with uh, cancer survivors, because we know that that mentoring and support uh, can be really important, but not not all survivors are good matches for current patients. So that's another thing that we want to do with this data in the long term. What kind of results have you seen? What has the patient response been to the app? Do they like it? Does it seem to work for them? We have had a tremendous response. So I'll, I'll walk through some of the surprises and uh, results that we've done. So the first thing that we got, which was this one was a surprise to us, um, but um, the patients loved the app because of uh, privacy concerns. And we didn't really anticipate that, um, but what happens right now is you, know, you go to your health system and you get all these pieces of paper, and you, you get really a binder, a notebook full of information. And so if you're sitting in the waiting room uh, to see uh, your oncologist, and you've got this big binder there, or you've got it at the, you know, the local cafe, people just automatically, immediately realize that you're a cancer patient. And for a lot of our women, they're very private, and that's not something they want to just generally advertise uh, as they're going about their day. But instead, they can carry our nice little tablet computer with them, and they can be sitting in the waiting room in the hospital, and in reality, they're waiting for their appointment, but they could also just be there with a friend waiting for them. So they, they have a plausible deniability as to why they're there. And they, they just really love the privacy and the mobility. And they felt that they could, you know, they could go up into the you know, cabin, mountain cabin on the weekend, but they would have their tablet with them. And they felt like they had everything they needed with them when they did that. So we saw that very early on as people were adopting the system at really encouraging numbers was that mobility and privacy made a difference uh, from the very outset. So after that, what we've, what we've been looking at is how patients use the information and then how does it make them kind of feel throughout their cancer journey. So one thing that we've been able to see is um, most of our patients, 
tend to fall into the routine of filling out the survey every week. And some of them said a little reminder that they'll, they'll fill it out, you know, on a Monday morning. And so we, we, what we love to see in that is this, we, we call it the heartbeat. You know, we can see a heartbeat in the data that the patients are, are showing up on a regular basis and they fill out the surveys and then we provide new recommendations. And then what we usually see is that they'll come back maybe later that evening to read some of the recommendations. And then through our interviews of patients, we've been able to track that they use those recommendations to initiate new behaviors or do new things to take care of themselves. Where is the app currently being used? Do you have plans to expand it and implement it anywhere else? Um, yes, so the app is currently being deployed at, again, the Harbin Cancer Clinic, which is in Rome, Georgia. We, we wanted to start with a relatively rural site because the patients that come into that clinic may travel for hours to get there. So they serve a pretty wide geographic distribution uh, within Northwest Georgia. And so these are folks that just can't, you know, pop in and, you know, see a cancer navigator face to face. And we, we also knew that the, you know, the navigators are few and far between and they serve hundreds of patients. So we wanted to design something that had kind of would help increase their reach and their contact with patients over that geographic system. Um, now we are exploring uh, deploying the system in my backyard in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and we're hoping to set up field sites with both Emory and Grady to look at um, patients across different socioeconomic groups, but within an urban setting. And one of the things that I've heard is that even though patients may live nearby, that their experience of healthcare can be very siloed. The oncologists are in one building and then the surgeons and then the other, you know, where you're going to go get chemo. And so they still need something that helps bring it all together for them and supports them across all the aspects of the cancer journey in one place. So we're actually pretty optimistic that uh, the application is going to be successful with these populations as well. I know that you had said that the app right now is being used a lot specifically within patients with breast cancer. Do you see it being utilized within other disease states or other types of cancer in the future? Yes. So this notion of of a holistic approach to a healthcare journey is actually pretty common. So we're definitely interested in um, broadening out to other types of cancers, and we think our approach should port pretty well um, with that um, to, to working with these different groups. But, you know, there are also other journeys uh, in healthcare. So one of my students who worked on this project uh, and is now a, a professor at Indiana is also interested in looking at this for um, pregnancy, right? That's another kind of healthcare journey where you've got a lot of questions <laughs> and a lot of things going on in your life. So that's one example. And then uh, Maya Jacobs, who did her dissertation work for for this project, is also now looking at this with respect to Parkinson's. So there's also a question of what to do where, you know, the cancer journey also has a path associated with a degenerative disease. I can definitely see the uses for both of those journeys. I was also wondering what age you studied the app's usage in. I know that cancer navigators tend to experience more contact with patients at the time of diagnosis and during treatment and then less as the cancer journey continues. This finding seems to be particularly evident in the adolescent and young adult cancer population. Do you see this app as being helpful in terms of increasing follow-up within this cohort and assisting in the patient survivorship journey as well? Yes, excellent questions. And both are on on, on the map of things that we want to do. 
So when we, our current population, again, tends to be older women that would be typical within breast cancer. So I think our average age is, you know, 50s to 60s. Um, and so that was, that was an initial concern we, when we started to look at the adoption of the technologies of, you know, would this work for, for that population? And we were really excited by the surveys and the interviews that, that we did about you know, how they were quite comfortable with the tablet design that we had. Uh, the tablet is a good form factor because it's large enough, easy enough to read. Uh, when you tend to do some of these things on smartphones, uh, harder on the eyes uh, for a lot of us. So that really worked well. And so, you know, we had power users. We had a, a you know, a great grandmother uh, in the mix and, uh, you know, just really no concerns or no barriers with respect to technology. But you're completely right. One of the issues with cancer navigation is they tend to focus on screening and initial treatment. Um, and then usually because there's so few of them, they uh, have difficulty keeping up with patients as they progress through the treatment and especially as they go into survivorship. So that's been an advantage of the app as it is now is that we, we stick with the patients through all aspects of treatment. And that has um, been one of one of the advantages for our approach, but we are keenly interested in how do we continue to stay with the patients as they go into survivorship. Uh, for breast cancer, there's a lot of interest of how we can support uh, people as they go into you know five or ten years of hormone therapy and how to improve adherence and, and continue engagement throughout. Um, and then the other area that you mentioned is incredibly important, which is as you um, work with adolescent survivors of cancer, as they progress into adulthood, they typically, it's, it's a huge gap for them as they transition from the pediatric healthcare system uh, into the, you know, the adult healthcare system. And they lose a lot of that lot of those contacts um, and that support system that was there for them. And so, you know, an app won't solve everything, but if we can continue to go with them, that, you know, they already have the app, if we can continue to reach and interact with them in survivorship and then continue to provide those resources that are, as their bodies are changing and as they're going into adulthood, um, what are some of the challenges that they continue to face and how can we support them through what's going to really be a, a lifetime journey? Well, thank you so much, Dr. Reinet, for taking the time to speak with me today on Managed Carecast. Oh, it was a delight. Thank you. Uh, perfect questions, and it's just a, a great opportunity to talk about this work.